0: Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast, a series for recruiters by recruiters. I'm Danny Reinhart, and in each episode, I have candid conversations about careers in recruitment with some of the best talent that t has to offer. They'll be giving you a glimpse into the highs and lows of their recruitment careers, their motivations and drivers, and their secret to success in the industry. You can listen and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and other favorite podcast platforms let's meet our next guest. Good morning Hannah, how are you? Hi, very well thanks, how are you? Yeah very well thank you, thanks very much for joining us for another session of Secrets of Success. <laughs> no problem. I've been, I've been pestering you a little bit over the last couple of months to get you on and you finally caved so thank you for that, I appreciate you taking the time out.
1: Yeah, no problem. I'll probably succumb
0: to it and do it eventually. So better now than that. <laughs> just get it over <laughs> and done with. You know, what? I've had that from a lot of people. They're like, oh, she just keeps going on about it. I keep getting these emails. She pops up at my desk. So I'm just going to do it and get it over and done with. Um, well, look, first and foremost, I'd um, like to just get a quick overview from you around your role at Eames and the market that you operate in.
1: Cool. yeah. So um, I'm a principal consultant. Um, so I operate on the actuarial side for general insurance. Um, so essentially that covers personal lines, commercial lines, Lloyd's London market from kind of park qualified up to your C-suite level. Um, really interesting. It's a really, really interesting market. Very candidate driven, which is mm. good. Um, not great for some people, but in our market, we, we enjoy that. Yeah. Um, and essentially, yeah, we just do all the equipment on, on that side. Fantastic, lovely. And you joined Eames, we would say the other day, weren't we? Literally a year
0: ago this month.
1: Yeah, I think it was actually a year ago on the 2nd, so yeah, yesterday. Oh, well, happy anniversary. (laughs) Happy first year's anniversary. Um, So you joined from another business
0: where you were doing the same market, weren't you, for about, was it about
1: three years you were in another previous role? Uh, Yeah, it must have been about three and a bit. And yeah, I was doing pretty much the exact same job. Um, Obviously, slightly different clients, but ultimately, the actuarial market is the actuarial market. You can't really deviate too far from that. Yeah, Um, Pretty niche, isn't it? It's pretty specific it's very niche very niche very specific um everyone knows everyone which is good so it's really about building those relationships and kind of maintaining those relationships which is really nice um but yeah pretty much the kind of same role excellent stuff so you joined us as a
0: a senior consultant and within that year you've already been promoted to principal which is fantastic um and obviously shows us that you've had a great start and and what I want to understand a bit today is kind of your top tips for people in terms of moving as an experienced hire because it's it's different to kind of moving as as a as a junior or taking your first role in recruitment so what did you do to kind of set yourself up for success success landing at eames and, and putting yourself on that really positive trajectory in terms of your billings
1: yeah i think it's it's all about trusting the process and trusting what you do is going to provide the right outcome so in my um previous company, my old manager used to say, trust the process. If you're making the calls, if you're getting the CVs in, if you're getting the interviews, ultimately it will lead to a placement. Whether this call is something you made, you know, three months ago, it is going to help you in the long term. Um so I think that's something really important that you need to bring over as an experienced consultant is remembering that everything you do will it will result in a good, a good positive result, whether that's a month down the line, three months down the line, six months mm. down the line, you've just got to trust what you're doing is the right thing and continue kind of your, your success. Okay. Um I think that was really key. Um, particularly with kind of coming into a team which was very really well established and everyone mm. was doing very well to begin with. You kind of want to get to that level ASAP, but you just need to keep trusting that you're right. doing is the right thing. Yeah. Um, ultimately you will get there. It might just take you know two or three months to get your billings up. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think there's a couple of things
0: there that I'd like to go into in a bit more detail because I think the point you've made there about trusting the process is so important because I think, um, and I know I I failed to do it a little bit when I was a recruiter and became more experienced, you can start to miss steps, can't you? And think, well, you know, it, it's not necessarily a conscious thing, but you start to maybe get a little bit complacent, maybe a little bit cocky that you don't need to hit all those KPIs and follow that process with the same rigor because you know what you're doing and you become an SME in your market. So you kind of miss steps, don't you sometimes? But what you're saying there is make sure you kind of really still prioritizing that process and nailing every step of it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So make sure that you're still doing those um, kind of warm candidate calls. Make sure you're keeping in touch with the right people. You know, even small things like if you've done a placement, um, you know, two years ago, catch up with that candidate, make sure they're still enjoying it. They might have leads, they might be hiring, they might want to move again. Mm. Um, it's so little things like that, like trust what you're doing is the right thing. And ultimately, whether that's three months or six months down the line, you'll um, hopefully have a few good billings to put on the board. Absolutely. And you have done. So absolutely. Proof's in the pudding, right? Um, yeah, Um That's another really
0: interesting point, because I think one of the things that we, um, we've we recognised ourselves on PERM uh, sometimes is that we don't do as much of the follow-up, the post-placement follow-up as much as we would like. So there can be the mindset sometimes, of right. I've placed that person now. They're in a permanent job. I can't take them out of that role because obviously that's with a client of mine and, and that's you know that's that's not appropriate. So I've placed them now. And you kind of almost forget about that person a little bit sometimes. And it's like, well, that's someone you've built such a good relationship with, isn't it? So it's really important in terms of keeping in touch of, with those placed permanent candidates, just as important as, you know, I worked in the contract market. We're always on top of our candidates that we've placed because we're going to move them again. But you, you would say that keeping on top of perm placements is, is just as important.
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, if, if your career and your, your long goal is to be uh, in recruitment for, you know, 10, 15 years, if you're keeping in contact with people you place for at the beginning of your career, you can maybe get two or three moves out of them easily. Mm. And not just that, but if you're keeping in touch with them, you're still learning more about the company they've joined, you're building that relationship. And it, I just think it's quite a nice human thing to do is just keep in touch Absolutely. with people and, um, you know, yeah. maintain that positive relationship you've built rather than kind of discarding it and you know mm-hmm. move to the next placement yeah. um, I think it's the little things like that and even on the hiring manager side like just dropping them a call being like oh how is so and so getting on we placed them you know six months ago hope they're still doing great mm. it's just little things like that um, yeah. I think that's something you need to kind of bear in mind Absolutely. Great advice. Um, you mentioned as well about coming into an established
0: team. Um, obviously, you guys, we've got Curtis and Raff and, and Sam and the rest of the guys, James, everybody. Um, we've done a couple of sequences of success sessions with a few of those guys already. Um, you met the team, didn't you, as part of the interview process. How important is it when you're making a move in recruitment to not just meet kind of head of people like me and James, your manager in the interview process, but the wider team that you're going to be a part of as well.
1: Oh, so important. So important. I mean, not only do you get a a good vibe of what Eames is all about and, um, you know, what the culture is, but you're going to be working with these people day in day out. Mm. So you need to make sure that one, you can bounce off each other, particularly in a niche market where we're sharing candidates, and you know we're we're always giving each other different ideas on how to, um, you know, secure the placement or um, you know business development things like that. You just need to make sure that you you're on the right track and you all want similar things. Mm. Um, but I mean, they're fantastic. They're they're so good at what they do. So it was a little yeah. bit nerve wracking coming into the role and seeing uh, how good they all are. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> it just motivates you to do more and uh, yeah. kind of get to their level. And, uh... and and that your team has this real balance, doesn't it? And, and,
0: and I think we do generally across the business. I think it's a really positive thing. But when we we're in our old office, I used to sit up near you guys all the time, so I could hear you. There was this constant chatter and buzz about the market. So that yeah. you have banter and there's a place for that and you'd go out for drinks and lunches and stuff like that. And you guys have always been very sociable. But it felt like when you were in the office, the focus was like talking about specific candidates, clients, hiring managers, throw it and you'd be here that you go, Have you seen that yeah. so and so has moved here and Curtis would go, Yeah, I think he took this person with him and, it. and it's like, my God, the market knowledge between
1: you guys is yeah. is just crazy. And that's so important, isn't it? Oh definitely. I think I think that's a difference between uh, a good actuarial recruitment team and one that's doing okay is you need that collaboration. Yeah. If you're in a niche market and you don't have a team collaboration, there's only so much you can do because you're limited to a, a select pool of clients, candidates, and, and market yeah. knowledge. Whereas if you're always sharing, you're always kind of communicating. It just makes your life easier and it makes the job easier and it's, <clears> and it's <throat> fun as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really important. Really yeah, important.
0: and it's not an easy balance to get right because you're all very driven. You yes. all want to hit target. You all want to be big billers. Like you say, the, the, our actual team, big, big billers. So very competitive and want to be excellent at what you do. But at the same time... Really collaborative, share candidates, support one another, share market knowledge. That's quite a hard balance to get right, isn't it? To find both of those things in in one team. Yeah,
1: it is. It's really hard. But um, I mean, Eames does it fantastically. And I think they do it well across all the teams within the business. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone's very supportive. Everyone wants people to succeed. There's no kind of stepping on other people, which I've heard you can get in some recruitment firms of, Mm. that's my candidate, that's my client, you shouldn't be doing that. Whereas here it's not. it it just Mm -hmm. seems to work um but yeah I think we've kind of got the balance right which is positive. Yeah, which is good. <laughs> Absolutely. And everyone
0: wins in the end, don't they, if that's the case. Exactly. So that's good. Um, so kind of going back to when you were in that mindset of I, I'm going to move roles, I've decided I'm going to look. Um, what were some of the main considerations? You know, what were some of the drivers for you, you wanting to look for something new as an experienced person that was doing well, you know, knew their previous employer? Well, you've always spoken really highly of your previous employer as well. Never heard you say a bad word about them. So um, what, what were kind of the considerations when you decided, to move and what were the things that you were like absolutely that's what I'm looking for in my next role
1: yeah I think in my previous firm it was it was fantastic like everyone there was it was great everyone there was was top billers it was it was a good good company to kind of start my career Mm. Um, what I started to find was I felt as though I couldn't reach my top potential and what I meant by that is um I felt as though I needed a, a, a team around me that was slightly bigger where I was uh, a company which was doing kind of more vertical um, recruitment rather than just doing actuarial and I mm-hmm. thought that benefit me in terms of people having underwriting, having claims, you know having a Hong Kong office yes. and it was that that really got me excited about Eames um, mm-hmm. and made me realise that there was more that I could do with my role and I could really progress my career to the next stage. Uh, That was probably one of the main considerations. And then um, secondly, it was more kind of progression path. I wanted to have uh, a clear kind of pathway up to kind of the next step. And Mm -hmm. I felt so um, it wasn't quite readily available for me at my my old firm. And I wanted to find something which was more... um, kind of not uniform that's the wrong way to put it but I could always see what my next kind of um, title change would be what yeah I could do what teams I could potentially build out what I mm. could um, move into whether that was you know move internationally or yeah a office um, and, and that was kind of my main considerations really when That wow. a new role. yeah and we do have that career path document don't we where it's
0: very clear yeah. like I put it in front of ACs on their first day and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> this is what you need to do to hit target as an AC to get to consultant. But look, if you flick three pages, four pages along, I can show you what you need to do to become a director. And it's exactly. literally all in black and white, isn't it?
1: And I think I think that's really nice because in recruitment, you can get quite lost in the billings and you can think mm. about billings is the only thing that's important. Um, I want to make money because money's great, but then you kind of forget about the whole progression and feeling as so though you're always on to the next step and the whole kind of promotion yeah. changes. Um, so that was, that was really important. Um, yeah. And something that I needed to keep yeah. me going and keep me motivated into uh basically going to the next stage excellent and you mentioned at the beginning of this
0: uh, this this session that um, you that you you said you work in a really niche market it's not for everyone and and I just want to go back to that because um we've joked before it well it wouldn't have been for me that would have driven me insane I was a contract technology recruiter said to you before if I couldn't fill a job in three days I was like well, I don't want to work it so your your role in your market is very different very niche some of your processes can take a, quite a long time it's not the fastest move of markets what what sort of recruiter or person do you think you need to be to be successful in your market what are the kind of key attributes
1: yeah um you need to be resilient you have Mm -hmm. to be resilient um it's it's such a small market you can't expect to put a job advert out and get 20 CVs, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, within Actuarial, you have to be much more proactive. You have to kind of build mm-hmm. those relationships and know who to speak to within the market in order to find the right people for the role. Um, so I think resilience is definitely a, a key attribute you need for Actuarial. Um I think as well, just being chatty, you need to be able to speak on the phone and, and build those relationships, whether that's clients, candidates, um, because it's such a small market. There are quite mm. a few actual recruiters out there. Yeah. You need to make yourself stand out. So having that kind of personality, the chattiness is always a, a good thing to have. Um I'd probably say that's those probably the two mm. things and uh, with
0: that chattiness interesting you say that because like again we're a training ACs juniors so and there may be some watching this now it's it's kind of it's those moments isn't it when you're picking up the phone and ringing a candidate to kind of continue staying in touch with them be present be you know front of mind with them build a relationship but they're not necessarily you know they're not looking necessarily for a job you're not ringing them about a specific role and saying do you want them to have a look at this spec look there's interviews next week week it's yeah. kind of the conversations in between that isn't it and sometimes that doesn't always come as naturally to people so is is that kind of what you
1: mean about the chattiness being exactly. able to kind of almost talk about non-recruitment stuff with people exactly. exactly I mean some of my placements I've done this year have been about three years in the making and these people they know me I know them I, I know kind of what's going on in their lives and what's going on in my life and, mm. and that's what I think probably makes our market slightly different in terms of it being yeah. quite niche you need to maintain those those relationships um and you, you just need to be there and, and listen to people and not just kind of sell 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 um, mm. there's, there's a lot to it on our side rather than um kind of making a placement from day one it's more of a long withdrawn process yeah say. and if
0: you're just focused on quick wins you're not going to build a desk and a brand and, and be successful in such a candidate driven niche market, are you? It it has to be about capitalizing where you can on quicker wins, obviously, yeah. to be commercial. But it's the, the medium and long term burn as well, isn't it, that you need to constantly kind of have going on in the background?
1: yeah i think that's the best way to put it is um you need to have that kind of long burn um kind of chats going on just so that your desk doesn't kind of fall flat after six months you want it to continually mm. keep building and um, you're maintaining those relationships
0: excellent lovely well look hannah that was all my questions loads of tips for people to take <laughs> away in there thank you so much i really appreciate you spending the time with us today
1: no problem it's lovely to speak to you as well you too take care bye